You can see that we've kind of changed it a little bit this morning. John was due to speak, but I think the kind of meetings took a little bit. John's going, phew. (laughs) And Rob's gone, well, I delegate. He's gone. (laughs) I delegate. And I delegate, he says. And do you want to know my notes this morning? Here's my notes. (laughs) So we could be done by... 12 Who said 12 o'clock? Who said 12 o'clock? That would be a first, wouldn't it, for a while? 12 o'clock. Wow. So there's my notes. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I should know. I only knew two minutes ago. I know, I know. Hey. Be prepared. You say, what have you been doing all week? You're full time now. (laughs) It's not quantity, it's quality. Thank you, Jesus. You see, it's good to have fun in the Holy Spirit, isn't it? I don't want to come to a boring church. I don't want to come to a dead church. I don't want to come to a church where it's just routine. And we know what's going to happen when we come here, Jude. I don't want to be part of that. And I love what Dave said. Dave said, I love it when this happens, he says. I love it when this happens, he said. We just don't know what's going to happen. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's interesting that, that Joe had said about being expectant. And for Rachel and Rowley... They're expecting. (laughs) And they're expecting, but I believe that there are those here that we are expectant to be expecting. Yeah, I am. I am. And when I hear things that you said about that dream where you said that there were angels and there were people coming through that door, I want to tell you, there were some people that were saying they were going to be in today, but they're not quite here. But I don't mind that because God's working on them. God's working on me. He's on the way. He's on the way for your family. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. In these days, don't stop declaring the words of truth. Just because you may look and think, well, nothing's happening. Nothing seems to be being outworked. The promise don't seem to be come. It may be short, but I want to tell you, keep speaking truth. Keep declaring life. Keep speaking the name of Jesus over and over and over again until something happens. Something moves. Something shifts. It may be 38 years, but the man at the pool of Bethesda got his healing. He met Jesus. And if I was going to do a title that I've only made up two minutes ago, my title is Expectingly Expecting. That's a title, expectingly expecting. And there's times where, where, where Rosie, she, she's got all her Lego planned out. She's got all her Lego in the lounge and it's everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> I think I've mentioned it before. And so it doesn't happen in anywhere else's house. And we're kind of like, well, you're the parents. We blame you. You let her do it. You can't blame anybody else. It's our fault, Anne. 
But she's got Lego everywhere, and it's all built up like different houses and different things and different projects. And it's kind of like little tiny little bits and real intricate. And then when she has friends over, you know, she don't put it away. Well, why should she? But then when they play with it or they break it or they do something, then she comes to us complaining. And I'm like, well, what did you expect? We say to her, what did you expect? You expect it to get broken. You expect it to get... Other kids are going to be intrigued because it's colorful. And, and think we had... Um, 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 Theo. We had Theo over the other week, didn't we? And he was intrigued. He wanted to play with everything, Dave. He was into it all. Must take after his mum. <laughs> or his grandma. He was into everything. And Rosie's there trying to sort of protect it and trying to... And I said, well, what do you expect if you leave it out? But the question is today for you is, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? Because you can look on at some of us and think, oh, yeah, it's all right for them. They're radical. You know, Chloe could have easily said, well, I'm new to the faith. This is crazy. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I've got, to... <laughs> I've got something better to do. I've got my car to wash. You could quite easily think, what a wacko show. But didn't they do that when the Holy Spirit fell? And people criticized them? And they said they were drunk and they said they're out of their minds. I mean, if you saw Marin Jill, you would probably kind of agree with that. And Wendy added into the mix. Then if you get Ellen and my mum involved, I mean, goodness me. <laughs> it's crazy. But I love it. That's reality. See, we're, sometimes we're clinging on to things. And I, I had that as we, were, as we were at the front. That There are some people who may have struggled to come down, but you're trying to hold on. You're trying to hold on to things. You think where life comes from, you're trying to hold on. But Jesus is saying, let go. Jesus is saying, let go. You can't hold on to things in your life and hold on to Jesus at the same time. And to pick on Chloe, that's what you did. She let go. You let go. Because, yeah, there's still going to be issues when you get outside of here, but now your heart has changed. God has done something in you this morning by a spirit that has changed the way that she looks at it. See, our circumstances don't necessarily change. They may do. But just because they don't change instant doesn't mean God isn't working. Because the working he does is on the inside. He does it in me, Nigel. He changes me first on the inside. And then I don't really, not that I don't care about what happens externally. Of course I do, and he does. But it's in his time, because he works all things for good. So even if it doesn't look good today, it's still good. Because he's working it. Every nudge the person next to you and say, he's working it. He's working it. Nudge Charles in front, wake him up, say he's working it. He's working it. Expectantly expecting. See, my heart expecting. I'm expecting new people to be coming in this place in this next season. I don't know if you've been aware of what's been happening in Asbury in America. I think Wendy touched on it on Wednesday night. 
that there is a, a revival happening across this world that is taking place that by God's spirit, we want to be part of. But it's deeper than that. See, what I'm looking at is there is an awakening. Not so much a revival. I want an awakening, Chris. I want God's people to be awakened. That they realize what exactly they have in here. We fully understand what God's doing in my heart. There's an awakening. But what's interesting with that, with that revival, that awakening among the young people in, in Asbury is that at some point they have to go outside the building. And it's what we've been saying is you've got to take it out. It's no good staying within these four walls. Is it, Jill? It's no good staying in here. You know? <laughs> I like picking. Someone said, I love it when you pick on people's names. There's going to come a time where I'm going to look at someone. I'm just going to be, I can't remember your name, sorry. <laughs> if I do that, I apologize. But there's no good staying within these four walls. Jesus didn't stay in one place. He moved about. Now he's ascended. He works for his Holy Spirit through me and you. And the outpouring is not just so that we feel good. It's not just about me. My salvation is secure. Your salvation, if you've accepted Jesus, is secure. But now there's a whole world out there that are lost. But they're hungry. But they're desperate. They're looking for life. They're just looking for it in the wrong places. And we've got hope. Well, I have. We've got a hope that's worth sharing in these days. Are you going to give us a Bible verse or what? Yeah, all right, I'll do it in a minute. See, because this prophetic word is incredible. And it's something that I've picked up on and others have picked up on. But if you look, it says that the excitement of what you will experience will increase the expectation <laughs> of the display of my power. What are you expecting? Are you expecting his power to be displayed? Are you happy just to come on a Sunday when we just come on one, one meeting a week and think, well, that was good this morning. Now I can go back home and now I can wash my car. <laughs> Or are you wanting it to be so transformed in your life that it would transform your Monday morning, Julian? <laughs> and nobody else would know what that means apart from <laughs> It would transform your Tuesday morning. It would transform your week. It would transform your life. That's what we want. What are you expecting? See, the hope that I have is not optimism. And I've said this before. My hope is not optimism, but it's expectation. That's my hope. I'm, I'm expecting something to happen. And when I heard of Rachel and Rowley's news, I was so chuffed. We celebrate with them because they've been on a journey. And I'm believing that we're going to hear more in the weeks to come. 
of not just new life, but of spiritual new life. That's what I'm expecting. I can't speak for you. You speak for myself. (laughs) I speak for myself. Psalm 145, it says this. It says in verse 15, it says, The eyes of all are looking expectantly to you. That's what it says. Psalmist says this, the eyes of all the people are looking expectantly for you. Whether they know it or not, they're looking expectantly. And we've got the answer. We've got the answer. I had my boss, and he may be watching again, I had my boss message me in the week. He said, I've just got you on my TV, he said. He said, I appreciate the shout out. So he said, I might find God one day, he said. But he said, your congregation seemed to enjoy it more than you did when you were saying it. (laughs) But it's great. He's working on him. He's working on him. That's what we need to keep doing is keep telling people that Jesus loves them. Jesus loves them. Jesus loves them. You know, that's what Jesus, he doesn't condemn we're already condemned when we were lost in sin. We were dead, Chloe. We were lost without sin, without hope. We were dead. When we John, dead. But Jesus, hello, Lord, is that, is that you? It's all right. We were lost. Huh? It was a trumpet, wasn't it? It was a loud, that's what you need, the trump, brother, the trump. Yeah. Oh, there he goes, yeah. <laughs> you thought it was your time, didn't you? You thought it was a trump of the Lord. <laughs> he thought, he thought he was, <laughs> oh, he thought my time, my time has come. Oh, dear, love it. Just what we love putting up with you. You are. You're going somewhere. Like I keep telling you, God's going to use you one day. Being co- <laughs> we love you. We love you. Don't we love him? We absolutely love him. Well, no, but it's better to say how much we love you now rather than when it's too late. I am. I've actually got some notes on my phone for your funeral. Do you know that? Because sometimes you, you used to, but it sounds a bit morbid, but sometimes you just think, do you know what? There's things that I can't remember at certain times. You think, I need to be writing this down because it will be a sad day. We, <laughs> well, like I told you, I've got no notes, all right? So I'm ad-libbing it here. But we will, you're, there's, we keep saying you're one in a million, a billion. There won't ever be anybody like you ever again. But what I love is the way you encourage us. Look, I'm speaking. You be quiet. Use it. Yeah, use it. I am. But we love you. Where are you for lunch today? There. You're over there. Over that way. All right. Roast dinner. Roast dinner. Expectantly expecting. 
You expect, well, it's better than what you were when we were at our house and the chicken one turned on, wasn't it? <laughs> we were all expecting chicken and then we hadn't turned the thing on. <laughs> it was dead. Oh, dear. Come on, I'm trying to do my best here. Well, I've got people on YouTube relying on me. The eyes of all look expectantly to you. See, God is the ultimate source. Not source that you put on. He's the ultimate source. And if you're looking anywhere else, then you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down. You're going to be drained. You're going to be emptied of life if you're looking anywhere else. But Jesus is true freedom. He's satisfaction. He's full of truth. He's full of joy. He's full of love. And he's full of forgiveness. And what I love, if you want a scripture, if you turn to John 1, John 1, 46, I'll condense this right down because it fits in actually with where we've gone this morning, amazingly. Stroke of luck. It's a stroke of luck. I'm sweating. I'm sweated while I preach for a little while. This is what it says, John 1.46. I love this little one line. This is Philip. Philip, Jesus has just found Philip, a disciple, and he said to him, Follow me in verse 43. And then what did Philip do? Philip went and found Nathaniel. He went and found Nathaniel. Where was Nathaniel? He was sat under a fig tree. And he said to Nathaniel, he said, come and see. He says, we found him who Moses in the law. And also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And this is the verse that really stood out to me. And I know it's probably a well-known verse that we all know. But verse 46, this is Nathaniel's response to Philip. He says to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? See, he was looking, he was expecting. And a lot of um, commentators actually say that this wasn't a criticism as such of Nazareth. It was just a misunderstanding of saying, what, Nazareth, that obscure, unexpected place? Can anything come from that unexpected place? And I wonder if that's your response today. Is there maybe things going on in your life and you may be questioning for a long time, it may be a short time, but it may be something that's been going on for years and years, saying, God, can anything good come from that place? Can anything good come? The same as Nathaniel said. But I love Philip's response to him in the same verse. Philip says to him, and don't, don't, don't overlook the fact that it was only the day before that Philip was told to follow Jesus. So he had been technically a Christian for one day. <laughs> he was new in the faith. And look at his response. He says, come and see. Come and see. 
Nathaniel said, can anything good come from this? And that may be your response today. Can anything good come from this? Can anything good come from this hard situation in my life, whatever it may be? Can anything good come? But I love within three verses. Look at what happens within three verses. Verse 49. And within those three verses, Jesus actually goes to Nathaniel and he speaks to him. And then within three verses, quickly, quickly, Nathaniel goes from saying, can anything good come from this? To his response being, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. He had had the revelation of who Jesus was. And I want to tell you today that it may not be a quick fix. It may not be a quick fix externally to what's going on in your life. But I want to tell you internally it would change. Because what I love about this is it says that Nathaniel went up to see Jesus, but Jesus actually said, I see you before you saw me. And if you want to know whether Jesus cares about you, I want to tell you, Jesus says, I see you before you even come to me. I see you before you come to me. And it fits in with what Chloe did because Chloe, as Wendy's already said, is, is she said that she arose. She stood up. But she just didn't stand still, Chloe. You stepped forward. And this is what Nathaniel did. I love what Nathaniel did when Philip said to him, come and see. What did he do? He went. Even though he was saying, this Messiah can't be from Nazareth. Of course it can't. It's too obscure. It's too unexpected. But he went anyway. And I want to encourage you today to say, go anyway. We talked about that the other week. We said, the, the word when G, he said, yes, here I am. He said, go not fully knowing. He didn't know that Jesus was the Messiah at that point. But two things will happen. One, your confession will change. Your confession will change when you see Jesus. Because in the end, he said, you are the Messiah, the King. And what else will happen? Your walk, your posture will change. He was sat under the fig tree. But when Jesus came, he got up and he moved towards Jesus. He moved to, he could have just said to Philip, no, I'm not interested. It can't be the Messiah. I've been waiting here for all these days, expecting somebody else. See, that very often can be just us. We can miss something of God because we think it's too obscure, too unexpected. When Jesus is trying to do something in our lives, but we have to move towards it. So we got up and went, let's stand to our feet. Please, can anything good come from this place? I don't know if that's the question you're asking. But what's happened in this place this morning should be a witness, should be confirmation that something can happen. That as we've seen Jesus, as we've spoke the name of Jesus... Chains can be broken. The weak made strong. Those who doubt can be convinced. Those who are unsure can be convinced. 
when we speak the name of Jesus. See, Nathaniel saw Jesus, but Jesus saw him before. He saw him coming. And this morning, Lord, is we're expecting and we're expectant. Lord, I ask those that are struggling, for those that are struggling, Lord, that are holding on in some areas, thinking that that will do them right by holding on. I pray, Lord, today that they help them to let go. Help them, Lord, to let go. And to do as Chloe did is to stand and walk forward towards you. For Lord, we are looking expectantly to you, Jesus. For you are where our help comes from. No other place but Jesus. And so Lord, as your family, as your, your children have stood here this morning... Lord, I know that you will have received our worship because you say you're looking for those who will worship you. And Lord, I ask as we go that, Lord, your presence does go with us. But Lord, I ask for something deeper than that. Lord, I ask that those questions that some may be asking, can anything good come from this? That, Lord, they will see you that you will call out to them, that you will reveal something within their hearts that will stir, that will change a situation to say, can anything good come within a few verses to say, you are the Messiah, you are the King of Israel, you are the Lord of glory. That's my prayer this morning, Jesus, that we are expectingly expecting your glory to fall in this place. That men and women and children will repent, return, and come to know a loving Savior who doesn't condemn them, but who loves them and forgives them. That's the message of the gospel.